Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the Writer's Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. I'm Bryce Quinn, and I'm joined by our lead writer, Carmelo Keating. Where's our progress at, Melo? Well, considering that uh, the time of date that we're recording this isn't really not that long after the last time, zero progress has been made. (laughs) So Um, between the Palpatine episode and this episode, we've had about four days. Yeah. Uh, So we haven't really had time to do... You haven't had time to do any writing or progress. You now report to our progress supervisor, Sandro. How does that that progress look? Yeah, yeah. Moving on, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not delve into that too deep. Fantastic. The progress is... It's about to start. Yeah, we're about to start right now with our episode, our character analysis on Ray Skywalker. <laughs> no, we're going to change that immediately. Right. Let's Maybe. just stick with We're just going to stick with Ray for now because this is our character analysis of just Ray. Ray. Just Ray. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so let's jump into talking about who she is. Who is Ray? Who is Ray no, Skywalker? Here's the thing, I keep saying Ray Skywalker. I've had it. She's someone who's just trying to find her place in all of this. Okay. Um, this, this is all I got. Specifically in the sequels, she is very much a blank slate main character the the hero and protagonist um who is striding towards goodness and finding a, her place in the universe and with that she's kind of incredibly bland that's a subjective opinion but that's what i feel it's it's a weird thing trying to define exactly who ray skywalker is uh in a, in a contextual way because the creators themselves didn't know who ray was ray kept- is <laughs> the ultimate flawed character and flawed in the sense of she's the result of an entire lack of planning yeah we'll get into the problem soon but just covering for now who ray is she is the main character of the sequel trilogy the one who's going on the hero's journey metatextually people do tend to agree that she is one of the key issues and they should have had her backstory planned out a lot more than they did kept changing and being led in one way or the other the mystery box problem with jj abrams as always reared its ugly head uh and then ryan johnson tried to decide that you know she would have no backstory and then J.J. Abrams went back and said, no, you know what? Palpatine is your dad yep. <laughs> or your granddad. Yeah. So how the show works, we're going to discuss the problems with Ray Skywalker. We're going to list them out, discuss them in detail, brutally. And then we're going to move on to our ideas and our brainstorming process where we pitch each other ideas for how we would fix her in our rewrite of the sequel trilogy. And then at the end, we'll try and find some kind of conclusion or resolution that gives us some progress to move forward with writing her character. So let's jump into it. Who wants to start? Right. I mean, I've already started, haven't I? Yeah. There is no arc. There is no planning when it comes to her character. I'll come to these in a second, I think. I'll let us get a few other issues out of the way. But mm-hmm. I've, I've literally mapped Luke and Anakin's arcs, which are very, very simple. Yeah. Very well thought out, planned. And then I've tried to map Ray's. And man, we'll get into that in a sec, but that's going to be a time. That's interesting. Yeah. Because like, if you try to like, you can, the, you can do the, the plot graphs and stuff that they yeah. teach us in film school. I have never thought about Ray from that perspective of like what that graph would look like, <laughs> you know, in the dips from like just, good to dark and tension on tension. Just everywhere. Something that really holds Ray back is like very rarely do we get to see her grow as a character. Yeah. But she does just not on screen okay and i don't mean like characters and like motivations and whatnot more just on the most basic of basic terms like her power what's her power what 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 is she able to do sometimes she's she's she can't communicate with force ghost next movie oh she can communicate with force ghost that's a thing we never like get to see any like sort of internal growth with the character it seems like very much the same thing throughout the whole trilogy yeah makes it kind of hard to it was fine in Force Awakens. In Force Awakens, to me, it's like abandonment. You know, she has Han Solo there and she's yeah. like, uh, you know, dad figure, I've been abandoned by my family, she's looking for a new family. 
and she, you know, is devastated by the loss of Han Solo at the end. But then in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, what does she want? What is her goal? What does she want? What does she need? What changes for her? No, they they stated. Well, is there anything? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's like you know, like the whole I, I I want to you know find my place in all of this. It's kind of broad. Yeah, kind yeah. of bland. You know, like she she wants to be trained in 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 the ways of the Jedi ish, but then Luke's you know not really wanting to do that, and yeah. then just gets a connection with Kylo. Yeah, chases that. And she wants to save Kylo, but why? Like, why yeah. Why try and help him? Yeah. Out of just, like, other than being just a, a good person. Yeah. What is her internal motive? Mm. We'll talk about that more in detail. Rey is a character that goes nowhere. That was my first point. Yeah. We've discussed that. Rey is too powerful, is my next one down. She doesn't really get taught how to use the Force in the first movie. And yet she has this innate power that isn't explained. She can just use it. But not only that, she does. She starts the movie with no understanding of the Force and no ability to use it. And then throughout the movie, uses the Jedi mind tricks. She can summon yeah. the, the lightsaber to her, um, and she wins in a lightsaber duel against Kylo Ren. I'm my thought process there is like, if she's already able to do it by halfway through the movie, what's stopping her from doing it at the start of the movie? Force powers specifically. Yeah. Like, why not just keep it consistent? Have yeah. her be able to do it throughout the whole movie. It seems like she's just snapped straight away. Yes. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. I don't know. I might be one of my notes yeah. for her later on. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's, there's been the whole, you know, the Mary Sue argument. Which there I is the Mary Sue thing. We should I, probably talk about that. I don't that. know. I don't entirely agree with it if you compare it to, like, you know, Anakin and Luke are both really, really powerful. But I think it's just the problem is we don't understand her understanding of the Force. Yeah. She somehow knows these abilities from what? Stories? We're expected to believe that she has stories of the Jedi and therefore knows how to use the Force. I can understand the, the argument of her being a Mary Sue. The, the problem, I think, also comes from she starts the movie as a nobody scrapping for literally for scrap and scrounging a living array uh, on a desert planet. Then she immediately demonstrates an ability to fly and pilot a ship, which, you know, how she's really good in a uh, fight, which I guess you can kind of explain away living in such a harsh place. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately begins to learn how to use the force and fight with the lightsaber in the same movie. No one teaches her how to do it. She does it very well and wins. And over she, I think the biggest Mary Sue critique is that she overcomes all obstacles with no training and no adversity. And that's just how it goes. And I've, I've heard it said before that big thing with her character across all three films is she faces no consequences of her actions. Nothing she does comes back to bite her. She makes no important decisions. There's no big character moments where she's like, I have to choose between this thing and this thing. Most iconic, one of the most iconic character choices ever is Luke Skywalker. Do I choose to stay with Yoda and finish my training mm. or do I go and save my friends? Mm. Yep. And that tells you so yep. much about that character and what they value. Anakin, the same as well though. You know, he's protecting Padme in Attack, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But he, he knows that his mother is in danger. He and he chooses to, to go to save his mom it's and have him come with her. And that is one of many, many steps that lead him towards the dark. And so many of those steps are choices he makes. Yeah. I important, feel like you know? the closest thing we get, and it's a stretch, is Ray killing Ben. Mm -hmm. And even then, they sort of like play it off like it was an accident. It kind as, of feels like an accident. It was, as like well as the fact that like, Leia revives him like literally within the next minute. It's... So for a protagonist and for a hero character, she's being led along the story she's mm. not making choices she's not engaging with the story i think the the only choice it's not even necessarily a choice in maz Kanata's castle she runs when faced with the force vision she's like no i'm not dealing with this i'm running away yeah. but it feels more like a freak out than anything it feels like oh there's so much pressure there's so much overwhelming uh mental noise i'm yeah. just gonna run away and get a breath yeah and then that leads to kylo ren kidnapping her. and yeah. then she's led through the story by other people's decisions kylo ren decides to kidnap and question her and she escapes the thing regroups with her friends wins the battle and all of these things are decisions that are made for her especially yeah. in, in force awakens through to the last jedi 
she decides to go and find Luke. But even that, Leia originally wanted that. Yeah. So yeah. she's kind of following Leia's direction. But there. then, you know, Luke questions, you know, okay, why are you really here? Yeah. And then she admits that she wants to find you know, a place in all of yeah. this, which is incredibly generic, but yeah. it's something. So she's mm-hmm. looking for a place in all of this. And that leads her to the dark side hole. Mm. <laughs> Which, yeah, she, which, which she chooses to chase for selfish reasons of wanting to know her family is like these are that's ah, the only so she know, still wants to know who her family is that yeah. motivation too that's but, but again these are very small yeah. small things a character is motivated by very broad vague generalizations like a note on a sticky pad that says she doesn't know who her family is and she wants to know there's nothing deeper than that and we don't start the story with her with anything deeper than that luke skywalker has a whole lot of shit in his backstory that really fleshes out who he is and why he would want to know more about his family not saying that Ray necessarily has to have the mm. same thing, but she needs something. Well, that's the thing. So she <laughs> has that connection with Ben, like a real, real connection like, yeah. that she hasn't had with anyone. Wants to save him. That's a choice that she makes. Yeah. To go she try decides, and save him. Similar, um, actually, to Luke and Vader, where yeah. she's like, I don't care that he's evil. He's been murdering people for six, seven years. Yeah. I'm going to go and try and save him. But for um, whatever reason, this one feels more rushed. Yes, it does feel very rushed because it's within the last Jedi. Yeah. It's all this and it, whole turn and happened. They're not related. There's not that. There's no connection. family connection. Yeah, and she goes. She actually succeeds. He yeah. turns against Snoke, and then they they fight together. Yeah, I personally yeah. love this. I think it's fantastic. Kylo, in a weird twist, is like, you know what? I'm evil forever. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> you should join me and rule the galaxy. And she chooses not to. Yeah, there's there's one more. She does yeah. choose not to. She chooses to be good. So she makes a couple of decisions in the last Jedi that are important. Yeah. But it, it, I've got a note here. It's only in the back end. It's yeah. only in kind of like the second half. Ray's kind of ignored at the start. Yeah. Like, you know, we of spend... Of Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We spend a fair bit of time her just rattling off the same speech yeah. to Luke. And following around the island like and everything. that whole thing. And then even when, you know, the training starts. It... But that's because they were keeping a focus on Luke. And that like sort of draws into those problems that... Yeah initially are with luke's character you know how do we sort of balance screen time when there's luke skywalker on screen yes very true but um um, then rise of skywalker she begins or she continues her jedi training under Mm. leia which Mm. is weird it's weird to watch anyways for me it's it's a weird little scene and she's choosing to go out and try and hunt down the sith wayfinder wayfinder yeah Yeah. now we're gonna try and mentally piece this what a a great name because she's trying to get to exegol do they know about exegol I couldn't. We should have watched. No, it's fine. They're chasing the Wayfinder to get to Palpatine. They're trying to get to Palpatine. They're trying to get to defeat Palpatine. God knows how they were. Oh, that's right. And then Luke's book mentions the Wayfinder as a way to getting to the Sith planet. Then the end. So, what's happening in Rise of Skywalker is that she is following the threads of the plot. She's not making interesting choices that define her character that make her want follow the plot if that makes sense there's a yeah, very distinct difference there and they follow the plot along and it's many different t- uh, twists and turns in that silly silly fucking yeah. movie but once again her her decisions aren't affecting yes. the story because like okay or, or even her mistakes god knows they could have killed off chewy you know yeah. because of her using force lightning or you know, no, force just... lightning is an accident as well yeah, yeah. it is yeah. an accident but she, but she decides to leave right uh, runs away mm-hmm. only for luke to immediately t- convince her to go straight back and then when they get to the Death Star planet, she decides to run away, sort of, well, yeah, and that's like, what I mean. rush yeah. into the Death Star by herself. And she's getting all angry now for some reason, angry and, and edgy and angry. Dark Side's really growing. Yeah. Dark Side's growing in her. Not in any of the previous films, mind you. But... Yes. And we see her have this force vision where she's got uh, sharp teeth. Um, not sharp for teeth. A... Yes. Wild double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah. Cool lightsaber. But... And then they have that fight. She's getting mad. He beats her. Oh, no, she beats him and stabs him. 
Yeah. And he's like mortally wounded. Can we talk about the lightsaber for a second? Which one? Because so many of people are like, this lightsaber is insanely impractical. The dark side lightsaber. Yeah. Because it's like a it's like a U shape. Okay. And the the two blades come out of that U shape. Anyway. But it's that's just for carrying purposes. It, then it folds out yeah, into yeah, a normal yeah. double bladed lightsaber. She's not gonna fight like with this yeah. U shape. Nah, thing. dude, it's it's a guitar, right? You yeah. Have multiple yeah. strings on your lightsaber. I had never once thought about the practicality of this lightsaber. I people now have, I have now I have and it's I'm like it's just cool. It's cool <laughs> for the sake of cool, sure. But she's not fighting with it like this. Mm. It folds out. Doesn't it flick out in the scene? It flicks out in the in scene. This yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So. And people are like, "This isn't practical like this." I'm like, this, that's people, it goes like this." Have people <laughs> actually done videos on that without watching one second further? <laughs> if you've done that, you're dumb. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Some people very much dislike the lightsaber. This is my stance. I think it's cool. It is cool. We can move. On. We can move on. Right. So. Uh, they fight. She wins by stabbing him, and then she leaves. She yeah. heals him. Immediately realizes heals what she's yeah, right. what she's done. No, she she's not a bad person. She heals him. No, no, Leia heals him. No, uh-huh. Ray uses her force transfer. Yeah, no. thing. Yeah, she does in that scene. Heal him because she's like, I wanted to take your hand, Ben's hand, and then she leaves in his ship. And then with that, she huh. has healed the dark side out of him, seemingly. Well, um, she killed. Yeah, she killed the dark side. And then she goes to Palpatine. She has her crisis of character in front of Palpatine. It's like, oh, you know, you're my Sith daughter or whatever. I'm going to become you if you kill me. Mm. Weird, weird plan that we discussed last week in Palpatine yeah. episode. And she decides once again to be a good person and beat him. And that's pretty much her character through the whole thing. I think then maybe her biggest choice yeah. is going into Scary Dark Side Cave. Because Luke's like, don't go in there. You shouldn't go in and there. And she goes into the dark side cave. She goes in there. And there's consequence for, for going into there because yeah. it ruins her relationship with Luke. It's true. It's true. And also the, the motivator for that is that she wants to know about her family. Yes. I think that's very core to her character. Now, that feels to me, I feel like we've covered the context that's a bit better. I kind of failed to realize that the other two characters we've covered have one movie each in the sequels to kind of really <laughs> dive into. Yeah. And they, they're not a main character. Whereas this is a main character, she her story goes through the whole trilogy. Mm. I think that context kind of helps us shape the rest of the conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Let's compare just for a sec. Go right? for it. Because there, there we go. We just did her arc. That's pretty much, that's it, word for word. What I said is a long, long time to get there because yeah. it's so all over the place. Yes. Let's speed run these next two. Luke is a farm boy uh, from nowhere. He takes up a call to action, achieves a major victory with the good guys. He tries to rush his training and suffers the consequences in his first hand-to-hand fight. He learns from his mistakes, becomes wiser, and finally masters his craft enough to help his father achieve the ultimate goal of defeating the Emperor. Yep, right? Easy. Anakin, equally simple. He's a slave child adopted by a Jedi to be trained in their ways. His original master dies. Obi-Wan fails to train him properly, leading him to a turn in the dark side. His mother dies, and then there's the threat of his loved one mm-hmm. dying. And the and whole time Palpatine has been grooming him as he's growing up. Exactly. Through his trying, most, yeah. you know, developmental stages. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, and in that, Palpatine says to him, oh, yeah, cool, your loved one's going to die, but I can help you. Obviously, he can't turn to the dark side. Boom. And then you see, like, this gradual fall. And yeah. we've talked about this before. Anakin is a linear path down <laughs> towards yeah. evil, yeah. and uh, Luke is a linear path upwards towards light and and being a true Jedi. Yep. So you with, cannot track this with Rey. With Rey, it is all over the place as it stands. Uh, and later on, we'll talk about where we want this kind of overall arc progression to go. Yeah. But for now, Rey, following on sort of from this point, Rey gets Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Yeah. That's yeah. a problem, and I think none of us really like that decision. 
raises a whole bunch of questions. It it does questions that, whilst I understand, don't need to necessarily be answered. Yeah. Also, feel strange as I mentioned last time. This like we've had a conversation like this lightsaber has been through some shit. It has. <laughs> you called it last time, if I recall. The 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 child killer young Slayer three thousand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, <laughs> um, and we can talk about that. We can talk about there's that comic book. There's the of comic. Like, you know, Luke loses his hand in the lightsaber in, in Bespin, down yeah. that big-ass shaft. Somebody catches uh, it. Some mysterious just, person catches just, it. Yeah, there's a panel in this comic of someone catching... I'm the... not sure if they've canonized who that is. No, yeah, I, I don't, don't think know, they've but, explained that. They, they explained the path of how Maz Kanata got it, because, uh, mm. like, some basically some Sith poultice doing this sort of, like, collection journey, and they, they wind up with mm. that, and she gets it from them. But also, like, what the fuck? Who's just <laughs> hanging around on Bespin catching junk? Falling from that They're watching thing. the fight with binoculars like 40 stories below. Right. Oh, like, that guy's got a lightsaber. I can sell that. Yeah, I wonder if he drops it. That's got to be worth at least 10 quarter portions. Can you imagine yeah. they catch the hand instead? Oh, no, they, they do catch the hand. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, do they, do. they actually? There's like also a thing where the hand gets caught. What, do they put it in alcohol in a jar? <laughs> yeah. They give it to the collector from, from the MCU. <laughs> yeah. I think. I okay. think like those Sith cultists also get their They hand. might take their hand. That's wild. God. They, they, they make a Luke clone from the DNA of that hand. Yeah. Yeah, know. that's Luke. <laughs> Luke. What are you up, bro? More importantly, though, yeah. I think the symbology of, like, what does the lightsaber mean in, in the story? Mm. You have symbols in Star Wars. You have the lightsaber in A New Hope means something. The, the symbol of the rebellion means something. They have these symbols. What does the lightsaber actually mean to the story? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, in the context of, like, what the creators were going for, it was Excalibur. Oh, it, like, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have the sword, you're the chosen one kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, did Excalibur kill a bunch of younglings? Didn't think so. It's worth mentioning that it already had killed a bunch of younglings by the time Obi-Wan gave it to... <laughs> Luke. Luke. This is a fair point. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, there's some kind of value in bringing the lightsaber back and saying, like, that through the most random set of circumstances, this lightsaber managed to find its way back to the plot, mm. uh, the Skywalker saga, mm. and back to you, Ray. The way that it's used in the movie. And then they destroy it in The Last Jedi. Mm. And Ryan Johnson was talking a lot about, like, wanting to destroy the past and kind of move on from all of the baggage of the story so far. And then, obviously, we know what happened with yep. Rise of Skywalker. But. If we were to go for that whole, like, if it's about passing on the, the mantle, yeah. then, to me, what would make more sense is for Luke, Luke's actual lightsaber, his yeah. green one, yeah. to be passed on. That would be really cool. Mm. Yeah, who knows? But, that see, that would make more sense of, you know, Obi-Wan passing on Anakin's to Luke, Luke passing on his to Rey. We treat it like a family heirloom. Does it make more sense for it to get passed on to them? That's what I was also going to suggest. And then we can dive into the, the youngling Slayer 3000. He is on his journey towards the dark side in the yep. first movie. So if he has the lightsaber instead, that honestly makes more sense to me. And then there's a family heirloom as well. So he plugs the lightsaber into a computer, looks up search history, or yeah. kill history. <clears throat> Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> he looks up the kill count on the lightsaber. Yeah. And he's, and like, he's, he's like a 15-year-old kid playing card. He's like, whoa, Katie, oh, this thing's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Only oh. two deaths? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next problem. Ray beats Kylo Ren in a duel. So, this I hate. Aha. Okay. We're talking Force Awakens, right? Force Awakens. Okay, he just got shot. He just killed his dad. He's pretty weakened at that point. He's been a Sith dude, a, a Ren, a Knight of Ren, Not for six years. Yeah. He's been training. Yeah. He has six years of experience. Yeah. He has as like well the same the... amount of experience as Anakin in Attack of the Clones. As yeah. well as the experience he's got from training with Luke. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. He got shot, he just killed his dad. I, I don't have a big issue with that one. 
I love the maybe the Ray chest shouldn't have pounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah dude, beat the blood out of him. Look, maybe Ray shouldn't have done that as well. Yeah, uh, she did. But like, it's pretty scrappy at the start, mind you. Like, he's winning for most of that, and then there's the deep connection bit. Yeah, she should have lost a hand or something. That would have been cool. Anyway, missed <laughs> opportunity. Missed opportunity. We need more. We need to lose some limbs in this one. My last point. I'm just going to finish him off. Yep. Ray doesn't spend enough time with the main characters, so she doesn't meet Poe. Until the end of Last Jedi. Yep. I hate that. That's one of my least favorite choices in the whole sequel. Yeah, Trey. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched that scene the Yeah, other that, day. that very scene where he's like, hi, I'm Poe. Oh, I, I'm Ray. And she's, he's like, I know. You're, you're <laughs> <Yeah>. famous. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a cool moment, but at the same time, wasted opportunity to not have the meet in the first movie and be a trio. That's, that's what we want in this sequel rewrite. But even that, she spends a criminally small amount of time with Finn for there to actually be a connection. Yeah, like, that's them. a great relationship that they established in the first one. There's yes. a, so much chemistry there. Awesome. And that's kind of like Finn's whole motivation at the start of the second one is just to get back to her. Yeah, but they yeah they use that basis for the crux of the rest of the trilogy. When you think of the grand scale of the rest of the trilogy, it's just not enough. That first movie just isn't enough. With They do something similar in the original trilogy. They split them up. They split up the game, mm. but they bring them back together enough mm. that they re-solidify in the narrative their bonds together as a family, yeah. and it's changing, and that's the core focus. Because, yeah. no, yeah, the characters want to reunite. Luke yes. wants to go and help them at the end of Empire, and... Yeah start of return of the jedi they want to save han yeah they want to be together and here's the thing both the creators and ray completely ignore finn in nine he feels like a like a c character Literally. he feels so unimportant to the plot yeah. he doesn't have an arc he doesn't he's have a journey he NPC. just wants to help his friends he's an npc he's like, an npc yeah. who's there he's like the companion yes mm. he's a companion in skyrim yeah and, and, and <laughs> yeah if you unlock that one thing you do that one miss mission you get that side story with him and the other stormtroopers yeah but that's it <laughs> yeah i just want to know what finn wanted to tell ray oh man i don't even want to think about can that can boyega do an interview where he announces like what it was and then i don't have to be on this podcast anymore <laughs> all my answers are I, everything's answered you, you can get john boyega to talk about star wars <laughs> anymore you can that poor, he's poor really man. angry I mean, about yeah. it it's so fair <laughs> The one little bit of character stuff in Force Awakens they try to give her is that, you know, she's kind of stubborn, has trust trust issues. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, she helps BB-8 initially, and then she's like, cool, see ya. See ya. Fine, you've annoyed me, you can stay. And then she was going to give him up, but then, you know... That's another choice she made. There was, there was something. Yeah. Mm. There was something there, you know, because like, she's a good person and she sees this innocent thing for what it is. The Finn one, she's convinced that he's, you know, a rebel hero uh, and... Apparently, she's been brought up on these stories. Yeah. Uh, once again, how? No explanation given. She just knows these things as if she's watched the first six movies. <laughs> yeah. you know, it honestly feels like that sometimes. Now, yeah, she's been watching yeah. the first six movies in the... What What she live in? She lives in a... In the Adat Walker? Yeah, like yeah. they're on DVD. Just yeah. in there. They're on yeah. VHS. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> she's a person that should have trust issues. She's been alone her entire life. I mean, the abandonment issues come into play a little bit more, but she trusts Finn pretty quickly yeah she's pretty naive and yeah he, he lies to her pretty unconvincingly yeah and yeah it's it's childlike it's kitty and stuff and there is comedy in that moment but it does speak to the you can have comedy that still speaks to character no, exactly. and still reveals things about the character um and she just likes han solo as soon as han, han and chewie rock up because he's han solo yeah you know there's no real peek behind the curtain of he's still a person with who's made mistakes and things like that. And they have this moment where they say, like, the war hero? And then she's like, no, the smuggler. There's no context for... And that kind of reveals some of, like, what the, the, the common man knows yeah. in the yeah. Star Wars universe. And I think common knowledge is, like, a big area of, like, a big question mark for us. Like, what do people know about the story yeah. Honestly, in the sequels? Conversations aren't that hard to write. <laughs> conversations with 
regular people yeah. like there's your context the context there's of the original world. trilogy is like it's so it's so important yeah like you you have to know what people believe about what happened no. what is the narrative what's the story what's yeah. the story in the outer rim yeah where it feels like the story is taking place. Luke literally says, it's not that I like the Empire, I hate it, but I can't do anything about it right now. And he's on Tatooine, so yeah. it's so far away from him, it yeah. barely matters, you yeah. know? He's just like, oh, I'm, can, I'm stuck farming. Yeah. Everyone in the center of the galaxy, that's all they care about. It consumes their whole life. What is the sequel trilogy? What does everyone think about everything? That's pretty much it for me, is that, like, the the, the few, you know, things that we are meant to assume are core to her character quickly sidestepped or yeah, just like kind of abandoned it feels like there's a lot wrong with the character but when you break it down it's pretty easy to break down where where we think is wrong with the character it's yeah that imbalance of what her arc is where she what she's learning from as well as she's jack of all trades master at 50 percent of them <laughs> you know <laughs> well i'm just yeah. going to jump into a new section because oh. i've written some new notes this week. i don't Ooh. know if it's new it's, it's kind of the same new but personality sense. yeah because okay. we are starting with a blank slate with yeah. ray yeah, so yeah. I was thinking of what her personality is. What do we see from her in these movies? What are we kind of, what is the vibe? I wasn't sure if we were going to jump into this just like in that next. We'll discuss what she is like right now oh, as, as she is yeah. in the sequels. Like yeah. what is her current personality? Okay. So. Like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. She's, you know, feisty at times. She um, can have that kind of wit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess recklessness in a little. She Jules Luke. Uh, she thinks that she can take on Snoke. Yeah. When she first gets there. The whole, you know, BB-8 sees Finn with Poe's jacket, chases him down, whack. Yeah. You know? She can be very, yeah. like, Defiring. aggressive. Yeah. Um, She's also, like, childlike. In the mm. very first moments of, yeah. like, Force Awakens, you see her kind of, yeah. like, playing with the helmet. I always thought that was a really cute moment. It was good. And just, like, a very sweet and endearing. Just smiling to herself. And her reluctance to kind of have, all right, BB-8, come along, whatever. Yeah. And then she, like, grows to be, like, affectionate to him and stuff. She's, you know, she's sweet. So that's Ugh. who Ray kind of is. She's got a temper. She can be very sweet, very nice, compassionate. This is, you know, bare bones kind of stuff. Now, wants and needs as it exists in the sequels. She wants to find out who she is. Uh, she wants to find her family. What she needs, that I think is endemic to the core of the story and the writing and what mm. are the themes are of the story. And that is the big problem. We think the sequel trilogy is poorly written and the themes are inconsistent. So naturally, her character is thematically inconsistent. So I can agree with that. With that, Let's jump into Article 2. How would we fix Ray's character? That's where the big stuff comes in. Okay. Yeah, let's Radio. jump into it. Who wants to start? Is someone... Oh, my God. Someone's whippersnippering. How rude. I think we've got a leaf blower as well. Oh, we're leaf blowers. Yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. We should just go outside and snap it. Sorry, audio listeners. Oh, yeah. Audio listeners. All listeners. All listeners. <laughs> Sorry that you're listening to this. Um, um, no. Hopefully, I can get rid of it. But in a couple episodes, we'll have some soundproofing, hopefully. So <laughs> get rid of that stuff. Do you mind if we just start off with some easy stuff? Let's Go for it. it. What is Ray good at? What is she bad at? Oh, what's her okay. logical sort of starting point? Yep. Fantastic. So some broad, just brief things. I've I'm got like, my exact list here. So I'm going to listen to you. Okay. I'm going to see how similar it is. Uh, mechanics. Yep. And then I think like engineering wise, yeah, I sense. can see her being very good at. Check. Um, survival great. slash stealth. Yeah. Okay. I have. Living on Jakku, rummaging around like old Star Destroyers, stuff like that, and trying to beat people to the... To the best parts. Yeah. Trying to get the up on everybody else. Acrobatics. Okay. Mm. I have. Yep. Oh, check, actually. Yep. I also yep. have that. Yep. I Are you just going through D&D &D terms? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like I, made, I made a D a 5e character sheet yep. for... <laughs> um, I have bow staff combat. Okay. Yeah. But in my cons, I have no other combat. No other combat. Yep. No lightsaber Absolutely. combat. No, like, yep. no yeah. lightsaber combat. Like, not even, like, ranged combat, though, as well. Okay. Oh, yes. No blasters. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I quite liked how she's holding the gun, and she's it's like she never really had used the blaster before in yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. Intimidation. Yes. 
Yeah, no, I get it. Yep. I had, she can't pilot. She cannot oh, yeah, yeah. fly a ship. I, I have a cannot section as well. Oh, you this got a cannot. Was, okay. Sorry, my, sorry, sorry. Oh. That was my can okay. as. Thing. Okay, we continue into your can. My cons was uh, flying. <laughs> yep, no flying. <laughs> I wanted to like try here was what does she have in common with Poe and Finn? Mm -hmm. So she has like a bit of combat. She can experience. use her stick pretty well. Use her stick pretty well. Yeah. But she's not a trained combatant like Finn. Yes. Um, no like military experience. And she's it's only like survival and necessity that she smacks people with a stick. And she's got like that sort of thieving side to her. Yeah. But she doesn't have the charisma of Poe or, or like the flying skills of Poe. So yeah, I just had uh, she can't fly. She can't fight very well is what I put. I thought maybe like a shock stick, but I think the stick, like the bow staff or the, bow staff. the, the, the funky clunky uh, scavenger stick is, is pretty cool. Pretty iconic at this point as well. I think it's great as well as like how she decides to use it. Working it in that it's just maybe not one-on-one -on -one combat. When she takes Finn out in the start of the movie, I'm pretty sure she just coat hangers him. Yeah, with just this. Yeah. right in the face. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. I had one more can. She can use the Force to specifically Jedi mind trick people. That is her one yeah. Force trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I've got is... But, a... It, but a step up from that. Okay. So one thing is... is I think I might have brought it up before. She can use Jedi mind tricks on the strong-minded. My face is skeptical. Yes, I am skeptical, I'm skeptical as well. <laughs> I was skeptical on Jedi mind tricks, full stop. Yeah. I was thinking she has access to the Force in the sense of, like, more the acrobatic side of things. Yes, that as actually As well is the as thing. the, like, telekinetic Force pull force push thing and was that something that um one can just do you, you should be taught should yeah. be taught because luke could do it in a very weak form in, in a very in weak em form. In empire in empire my thought process is and similar to how he was able to do it in empire somebody with a high attunement to the force is naturally going to discover that they have force powers yes with or without training yes. eventually yeah especially like she's you know in the start of the story roughly like 18 19 with this is what we've been thinking right for our rewrite it would make sense that she's kind of naturally stumbled onto things that she can do to make her life easier because it is a hard life living as a scavenger mm. so i think deciding what force power she has is more about her character than it is about practicality right so for me like telekinesis that doesn't tell me much about her character other than she's good at scavenging the reason i like the jedi mind trick and being able to mind, like mind trick people so when she goes into town to make trades with people, she straight up just mind tricks them to make her life easier, to get more from the deal when people are, like, putting up a hard bargain. She's I like that. I, yeah, I like that. I think maybe, like, a weaker form of mind trick. You were saying, a, like, a stronger version of I'll, mind I'll, trick. I'll come back to that in um, as to why. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But where I lean from is, like, Obi-Wan had strong yes. mind tricking ability. Yes. Yeah. And even him is, like, it only works on the weak-minded. But I think the Jedi mind trick, one, dif differentiates her from Luke Skywalker. She doesn't have these very physical kind of hammer and nail kind of force powers yeah it's a more subtle and persuasive force power it's you know meddling with the minds of people to get what she wants and that tells us a lot about a character you're trekking far more along the way that i was thinking i wasn't going for the physical things either i was going yeah. for that and we've been toying with this idea of ray being a force child created by palpatine yes that aligns with him who palpatine is much more palpatine mm. is at his strongest when he's not using a lightsaber, it's when he's talking, yeah. when he's conniving, when he's that manipulating might come out of That might come out, have come right out of left field for everyone. So we, yeah. that is an idea we've discussed yeah. in our treatment, is that Rey is a forced child created by Palpatine. Oh, yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just a bit of context. And in going with that, that's why I've gone to the, like, forced children are powerful. So we've seen that with Anakin. Yeah. And we've seen that with the entire Skywalker line, which came from Anakin. Yeah. They're all naturally gifted in the Force. Yeah. 
So it makes sense that Rey would also be naturally gifted. Yeah. I don't necessarily follow the logic that she would be superpower mega, you know, no. <laughs> powered. I like no like anime level. Of, like, I guess they say that with the midichlorians but about Anakin. In the end, like, be stumbling perhaps... upon powers is still stumbling upon powers. Yes. I think it should be a weaker form of. Yes. Like, That's where my mind is as well. I like but I, I like the idea that she's good at, she's really good at one thing. Yeah. Anakin is really good at flying. He uses like that. There's the natural force ability that he is able to use before he gets his training. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because he's already doing it. He's yeah. already doing the pilot stuff. He wants to yeah. fly yeah. those things. So in his life, he's already been making these decisions and following this personal yeah. like characteristic journey. With Ray, she's scavenging and trying to sell things to people. Yeah. Naturally, if she can find a way to get a better deal, yeah. it's gonna come up naturally. What if, yeah, but that's the thing. What if she's honed that craft of bartering okay. so much she, she is able to really push it? Yeah, but why? Difficult much. What does that Sorry? tell you about the character? I also think a reason I lean towards a bit of like official uh, physical aspect. Now I'm thinking like maybe she's better at the mind trick than she is the telekinetic thing. Yeah. But like we can see her trying to do it. Like maybe she's done it once or twice before. The reason I don't like that is because Luke, the only reason he thinks to do it is because Obi-Wan Kenobi is saying, use the force. So it's like, oh, maybe I can use the force for this. I'm going to just reach out and see if I can snatch this lightsaber. Does he? Up. I think he's just hanging. Or is he just hanging? I think he's just hanging. He's just reaching and out, he, trying to grab it. It's it's a Good need. Point. But he has been told this before. He's been shown that you can physically apply the force to situations. Yeah. He said, use the force in the New Hope to get the bomb right in the, in yeah. the Death Star hole. So he knows that you can physically apply the force to situations. Ray, there's no reason Ray would ever know that. If she is naturally athletic and, and agile and dexterous, she wouldn't piece together oh it's the force as well i can mind trick people that's separate from me being not clumsy you yeah know? that see, feels like a logical conclusion i think okay um back on the mind trick thing then. yes i think it'd be interesting for her to rely on it too much okay not that it's like an op mind trick thing but like not really having people skills mm. she uses it for bartering and that's whenever she really needs to talk to people so she's kind of just more still has like that sort of intimidating aggressive nature yeah and then she uses the mind trick when she needs to use the mind trick. The application is interesting because if she can do it, why wouldn't she just do it all the time? And then why doesn't she become the owner of Nima Outpost? There's like those logical things you can you can follow and like where do what are the implications of this ability? Yeah. So I don't have an answer, <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. Well, the, yeah. Well, that's why it sort of only works on the weak-minded because then yeah. you become the ruler of a planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, um, oh, wow, I'm a Sith Lord already. That's crazy. <laughs> I kind of wanted to be using it. From all that, like that selfish nature of, I, I use it so I can get what I want. Yes. I kind of wanted to start a darker place and have that upward trajectory. A note for you, Melo. Yeah. So you're, you like the idea of her starting like really strong and that kind of gives you the sense of her power. But from a narrative point, I like the idea that it is a weak ability that maybe she can only use sometimes or isn't consistent. That's right. a big thing in like fantasy. It's like, uh, sometimes this power works, sometimes it doesn't. She has no training. The reason I like the weakness is because then there's somewhere to build from. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. You get, you know, you can see that progression of her learning and training and becoming better at, at using the, the, the trick that she has already. And I, I personally like that because I love fantasy. No, I understand the like wanting to build up. I'm talking about having her strong or somewhat strong in, in, in one place, but you know, that's not enough to get by on. Right. Okay, say you got a Jedi mind tricks. Cool. You're not a Jedi just because you can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it might be super useful later on in the story and yeah. she's able to Jedi mind trick someone to get out of a situation. Mm. And we've set that up that she already does that. Yeah. But learning to, you know, pull a lightsaber towards her or to move objects with her mind, um, anything like that is a very different skill. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I've got, got a character thing, a moral thing. Go for uh, it. That I want to raise. Ray is a pacifist. I like the idea that she is... Far more like Obi-Wan. Okay. She's a negotiator. If she can avoid conflict entirely, then she would. And that's kind of where this Jedi mind trick thing also Interesting. helps. Interesting. And comes into play. I, um, 
we've never had the lead character of a Star Wars trilogy actually stop and question war. Luke and Anakin don't. Padme is the only one that does. He really tries to avoid it. No one's ever, you know, like this. This is this is Star Wars, and no one's ever thought, "Is the war necessary?" (laughs) Yeah. And we're we're going for this whole like we've spoken before about we want this overarching theme of the trilogy and like the end theme to be balance and achieving balance. Yeah. And the only way that I see balance happening in somewhere like the Star Wars galaxy is by not seeking war because war only creates more war. I've always loved her yellow lightsaber. Yeah. And I love the idea that eventually maybe through Leia, yeah. Luke maybe is just like, yeah, sometimes you got to fight people and kill them. Mm. Maybe Leia is the one to teach her. Violence is not always the answer. Mm. You can you can settle things with democracy and with discussion and with peace. Yeah. And then she takes the yellow I lightsaber. I have also thought about the idea of I, yeah, maybe through the holonet or something, she has been able to grow up and, and see ah, and admire Leia. As interesting. This, you know, mm, political interesting. figure. Sandra? I don't see her quite starting off as a pacifist. That's my note as well. So I like the idea that maybe she becomes one, okay. but maybe not start there, especially because we've already talked about how we kind of like how angry and temperamental she can be. doesn't really track that she'd also be a pacifist. And especially living on such a harsh planet, she would grow up beating the fuck out of people. <laughs> so, or at least, you know. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. Yeah. it's She's not going outwards trying to create chaos. Yeah. That brings up an interesting point I had written down where I've sort of flip side to so sorry Melo, could you remind me uh, right. just so i can like flashback wait, wait, wait. on your last point okay we've never had a main character question question war, war? question war yes yeah Ooh, did sorry. i hit did i hit the mic you did oh my god one number mic four? hit first mic Is that hit. number four or three no we de- he definitely hit it last time okay so number four it's the first one today <laughs> <laughs> sort of on the flip side of her questioning war she doesn't see the purpose in war, but that's yeah. because she doesn't really take a political side. She doesn't really care about who's currently in charge of the greater power of the galaxy because it hasn't changed her situation whatsoever. Okay. Jakku still stays Jakku. It doesn't stop being a scrapping planet. I actually like that in terms of like her, her not caring about anyone in a grander sense uh, because she has no one to care for her. Gotcha. You know? like she's alone. She has no family. Yeah. Why would she care about yeah. why would she? anyone else? Why would I like take the side on this crazy thing when my planet is like the place I'm living is still the same no matter what? I like that. That actually, so that almost kind of links into something, a random thought I had late one night. Story time. I was re- recently rewatching Andor with my roommate. Yeah, nice. They were on Morlana 1, the st- planet they start on, right? That's yep. the planet with like yep. the what we can assume is is like, what's going on there? Is that like, is it like prostitution or is it It's like a club? seedy backwater planet. Something yeah. like that. And I'm thinking, it's like, this is the sort of place where, you know, people don't really live. People people might work there temporarily and people will visit for yeah. what that planet offers. Thinking about characters just living in the Star Wars universe, living on their planets. Like, and I've thought about my dad, who's mm-hmm. never left Australia. He, he, he just hasn't. It's not that he doesn't want to go to other places. He just hasn't yet. Yeah. And that's how I was kind of looking at Ray. Just like, like someone who's like lives on that planet and their world is that planet yeah like, she's nothing beyond that for accepted them. that like this is her life she's made a peace with it and like she it's right it's her home you know and i was i was distinguishing the whole like i don't like the whole she has to go back to jakku for her family yeah if she were to choose to leave jakku i thought it would be more like bilbo baggins going on that adventure yeah. leaving the comfort of home yeah for some other purpose. Gotcha. I don't know what her purpose like a, is, but like... Like a journey and then return. Yeah, yeah. Arc. And maybe not. She, maybe she's not just doing it to seek adventure because that's too similar to Luke, but like yeah. she doesn't necessarily want off Jakku. I think she wants off off Jakku maybe more in the sense of like looking for that adventure coming back. Oh, you do think she... Like, yeah, I think she wants to still 
get off Jakku though. I but if your world is tied up in Jakku, if the if there's factions there, if there's people you know, there's things tying you down. That's why you stay in a place. It's people, you know, it's your connection to other people. We've also so let's still... touch on that. So what are her connections to Jakku? Well, Question. I was going to say, we've never had... Well, let's look at Luke. Luke wanted off Tatooine, he wanted an adventure, but he still had his family, and once his family died, it was kind of like a... Yeah, I got nothing. Unfortunate golden opportunity, uh, but to go fight for something more. Anakin, as a little kid, obviously he had his mum. He didn't want to leave his mum. Yeah. But of course he wanted off Tatooine. Of course he, he wanted the, to stop He had the opportunity for freedom from slavery. Yeah. No one's saying no to that. No, <laughs> you know? especially no one's parent is Even if you have saying, to say goodbye to your mum, your mum's yeah. like, this is the price. You leave me, but you get to be free and yeah, become yeah. a Jedi. So they're both leaving things behind this is what I'm, what I'm saying about what could distinguish ray is like she's just there maybe nothing's keeping her there but she's that's just her home so good segue to the part that i want to call shmi too electric boogaloo no that's <laughs> just you've got ray's mom ray's mom I ray's mom i see like where is ray's mom is she mm. dead is she alive she's not gonna leave ray we have really no reason to contextualize that for her to just drop her kid other than it's like i didn't want to have you i'm gonna drop you yeah but then she's not gonna like she's still gonna be on jakku you know maybe it doesn't maybe get might, might be on jakku still that doesn't get you off jakku Brutal. so what's that if if, if her mom's just abandoned her because she doesn't she never wanted her. That's where my mind went as well, is abandoned. Like, straight um, up, she abandoned her. But we don't know why. It could be any number of reasons, you know? She could have just not been ready for a child. She I mean, the have... fact that it was immaculate conception. And immaculate our, conception. In our, in our she was context. scared of her own baby. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. so many reasons. She was, like, terrified by this evil of, like, God. Or does Ray's mom stay with mm. Ray and live on Jakku with her and still exist at the start of the movie? Mm. Does she die maybe a few months before the start of the movie? Mm. And Ray's, like, recently dealing with, I have no one left on this planet. See, I was... um, I'm not saying, like, start the movie with her digging the grave, but, like... <laughs> There's definitely what a great way to start this one. Yeah, There's was, so uh, many possibilities. Is Ray's mom even from Jakku? Is she on a different planet and drops her there? I don't really see... I've got something. So, what I would like, and here's my, my, where my preference is, I would like it to be the like similar to the mystery, and here's another Avatar reference for our listeners. I would like it to be similar to the mystery of Zuko's mother in Avatar, The Last Airbender. So Zuko's mom disappears, and you never find out um, where she went or what happened to her outside of comics and stuff. I think they delve into it. But yeah. in the show, there's a scene where Zuko confronts his father, and to, to buy time, he manipulates him by saying, don't you want to know what happened to your mother? Trying to buy time so that he can kill his son, which feels so similar to a scene that could happen between Rey and a Sith and say, like, don't you want to know what happened to your mother? I have this, like, the secrets. I know what happened. It's not important what actually happened. It's not important why she was abandoned. The, the important part is that Rey feels abandoned and she feels like no matter what she does, she will never have family. She will always be alone because she was abandoned by her mother. And that's something that like you take with you for your whole life. Are we taking that though? Are we keeping with that abandonment? That's what I want. That's, okay. that's what, what I'm saying. Like that's my preference. This, that feels like a really fun story to follow. From what sort of character? Because it has to be old enough that it still has an effect because you do have that point where if you're young enough, you don't really remember trauma yeah. and if the majority of your life you've grown up without so that thing then it's kind of the reasoning you're, you're made your peace with it. the reasoning for her to for feeling abandoned in the first one is that she's already like quite old by the time her parents leave her yeah, yeah. Or, like, so, like she's like 13 or something old like, enough to remember old enough to have like vague memories of the of the moment or like probably if that if that's the case if it's like blurry memories like six like five or six yeah I would imagine like like five or six. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cool. You know, in this situation, I don't see if she is getting abandoned. I don't see that happening any earlier than immediately. You don't think so? People abandon their kids for all sorts of reasons. At any point in time. Yeah. 
This is fair. It's hard to imagine like as people who've never been abandoned by their parents. Like I said, but we don't happen. have to reveal it, but we need to know the answer. Okay, for us to know the answer, what's in my head right now is that she it is the immaculate conception thing she's yeah. growing up watching this then girl. why wouldn't it be immediate um because she's like oh it's you know it's a baby i'm gonna try and take care of the baby and raise yeah. it and then love it but over time it's a gradual build-up of resentment and like now my life is tied to this child i just want okay. to get away what's children well, i see that as she's still living on jack who no well, there's the you like same same force um flashback is the the the, the plane like the, the passenger plane flying away right but not on cut plot being that force children show their abilities within the first 12 months if she saw something that she was afraid of oh maybe she like crushes a frog with her mind or something so yeah something something slightly sinister well um so what does shmi say about anakin you know he's always been different or something like that because mm. like, you say that, that they show them from the first 12 months but she yeah. doesn't really seem to know that anakin's anakin's always been good at racing he's always been good at racing exactly it's mm. a natural kind of development of natural skill to the point where it's like wow he's really good holy dooly but um, outside of that, there's no real reason they would know, like, oh, she's going to grow up to be a Sith Lord. Like, there's no reason the parent would know outside of the fact that it's immaculate conception. And then yeah. you, you know, like, what's what's wrong with this baby? It's so, you know, unnatural. And you grow this resentment and then you decide to leave. That's what's in my head. I'm open to other ideas, of course, but that feels because then that leads us on this progression to where Ray has been abandoned. We don't know what happened to the mum. But maybe some Sith, you know, have found out not even what happened to the mom, just that Ray has been abandoned. And then that whoever the main villain of the story is uses that to manipulate Ray. That is the important, you know, interaction, not the actual mystery itself. To me. Go nuts. Mm. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> this, point. this is the thing about, you know, yeah. Yeah. I say that this Ray's always been the character that's had the most difficulty writing in these treatments. And yeah. Break I down. was um, almost thinking like Ray's mum's still on Jakku mm -hmm. and she leaves her mum. And we get some like similar parallel to Anakin leaving Shmi. But then coming back. But intending on coming back. My problem is that feels so similar. That feels right. so similar to Anakin's story in the in the um, prequel trilogy. What if Ray's mom is just on Jakku? Ray tries to pop around. And fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Mom, I'm leaving the planet. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, later. I don't care. Yeah. Or even, that's an interesting idea. The idea of like an abusive mom who is so distant and so uncaring, but it's still there. Like she's still there, still a presence, Um, but she's awful. <laughs> she's an awful person. Yeah. That's an interesting idea, too. There's more trust and abandonment issues in that, I think, for further relationships. No, that's mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to um, follow on with some other notes that I've got and let okay. you guys ruminate on, on these ideas. So I thought a lot about what are Ray's wants and needs. To me, she seems like a character. I We like the temperamentalness. We like that she's angry and sometimes aggressive. Uh, we also like that she's sweet and compassionate. What Ray wants, I think, is to be a pilot and explore the galaxy. She is, to me, uh, similar to Luke. And she wants to be of Jack, free of Jakku. She's grown up kind of dreaming of going out amongst the stars and, and finding out what's out there because she can't find out by just talking to people. She's, she hears stories and rumors from people. There's no hollow net. There's no basically like galactic internet. So she can't find out like the traditional way. She can't read the news. She just talks to people and hears these crazy stories. She needs to find belonging and family. No matter what, we've all kind of agreed that she has abandonment issues. That's the deep rooted part of her character. So she needs to find family. So her journey in the film is um, her desire to learn how to fly from Poe and become free and learn how to fight from Finn and become fierce. That's kind of what ties the trio together. She's She can get something from the both of them. These will give her the freedom that she wants. And that's she's just kind of looking for that freedom. Uh, she wants to follow where the adventure goes, po potentially with the promise of a ship, the Millennium Falcon. Like maybe Poe might say that to her. Like, yeah, I can get you a ship. You know, I can... Um, get you to a place where you have your own ship and you can go and do whatever you want be free uh what she needs to do to help them is reconcile their animosity as she grows to befriend the both of them and becomes distraught as they continue to fight each other every turn 
but that is the, what ties the trio together and now following that we're kind of leaning more in towards what is the arc of the first film and what is the arc of these three characters together that feels like the place where she'd be she wants to find connection and family she's found these two these two guys who are fighting each other all the time but she feels like there's maybe something there um she likes both of them individually and maybe wants them to befriend each other as well that's all i've got so far <laughs> those are my notes you guys got anything you guys are so quiet yeah no <laughs> i'm just like thinking back on things there's a lot to think about yeah um try not to get too stuck in the mud just like forge forward and we can discuss later because yeah. right now we're on uh we're on mic yeah. <laughs> we entertain yeah. people <laughs> Just trying to not to get, yeah, try not to get caught up in that dead space. I yeah. um, had a thought going off that, connecting that with her connection with her mother. It's like it's that need and want for a family, mm-hmm. and I see that being perhaps more the draw that a Sith can use instead of where is your mother. More yeah. of like I can offer you a true home. family. I, yeah, true family. That's interesting too. Say like you know your mother treats you awfully. Like I've seen it. I've seen the way she treats you. I guess like Ben like sort of like offers that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that already happens in, in a Jedi. sense using that and like having it with context work a bit more fluently mm-hmm. i think that's like a better way of going instead of trying to like build on this mystery of i can show you where your parents are because at that point she'd still think she'd have a mom and dad whereas like if her mom's still on jakku whether she loves her or not i think like if she, if she's abandoned her child that gives ray that sense of abandonment still yeah but ray knows that she's like sort of an outcast because she's different She's... yeah and maybe yeah that might be the, the the root of why her mom treats her so awfully is it's like you're an unnatural child you don't have a, a dad something like that rather to take take her as a, a curse rather than a blessing the way yeah me did yeah she took it as a blessing maybe she takes it as a curse it's a really interesting way to take it Melly, you got something yeah. i do but it's it's unrelated it's different that's completely fine go in a different um, way check them out there just put, put another idea out there i yeah. think i've raised it before though i'm leaning away from the selfish thing in this I always kind of like the idea, and this is this is part of the reason as to why she wouldn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. That Ray kind of leads the life of a Jedi unofficially. On, on like Jakku. she's already kind of living in that. She's piece. you know she's living without connection. Yes, she has a peaceful life. She has a daily routine. Yes, she has do goodness. And I I I keep coming back to this thing of I like the idea of Ray caring for the helpless. I like, don't. She, <laughs> I know, let me continue for a sec because yeah. like she doesn't care about people her own age. She doesn't yeah. care about the other scavengers, all these other people that she's competing against. She would look at a droid or a child and just want to help it. Something I can that see is that. completely defenseless. And I think what might bring her into the action is that, you know, so Poe and Poe, in this idea, we've had Poe and Finn say, you know, crash land on Jakku. Mm-hmm. And I think she wants to initially hand them into the authorities, completely rid of them, be completely done with them until, you know, she sees something in either of them or at least one of them and you know she might initially reject the the call to action you know she might help them on their merry way and then she's done kind of like bilbo did bilbo there was a tweak in him that said you know adventure i can i can have an adventure here he was drawn to it there was something about it it that was alluring and for hers it might be the implication that she can help more people ah okay there are so many more innocent helpless people out there who do good on a wider scale I have, that's given me inspiration for something completely unrelated. Um, I just remembered this, you should try and keep everything connected. This is an overall plot note, so sorry about this, but I want to just put it down so it's a note for later. I think it would be interesting if there's an occupation near Nima Outpost or wherever Ray lives, and that's what is occupied by the First Order. They come down, they fight them all, and Poe is looking for information about what the First Order are doing on the Outer Rim. So he comes and he's investigating. 
and then that's he sets up an ambush for them because they're heading towards the outpost and ray is there and she can see this and and like there's rumors like oh the town over is getting attacked by the first order everyone's like kind of freaked out and scared about it and that in fact that affects her life connecting her to these stories yeah. outside of like it being random and then poe manages to take them all out except for finn, finn and they kind of like knock each other out but they trade they oh, trade yeah, yeah and yeah. then ray who is looking who is coming to the village to see what's happening maybe she can help people mm. comes across the two of them the only remaining from the fight and that is how they kind of tie in the story that's just an idea i wanted to put that out there before yeah. i forget and i didn't want to get on my phone and yeah, yeah, on the no, floor no, of the show. Yeah. i like that idea of also where you're going with her coming to that realization of yeah i i like helping people i like giving this to somebody else but also it kind of puts us back in this situation of I'm trying to find my place in all of this. I was wondering, going off that thought, how do you guys feel about that? Well, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I get where you're coming from with that of like she's trying to find a place. I'm saying like this is her place. She knows her purpose. She's just, I think, starting to realize it on a grander scale of like, you know, the life that she leads. And Jakku is, yeah, cool. She's like surviving. She's living for her. But she helps people. Mm. And that's really what she lives for is yeah. to help these innocent people. So if she's presented with an opportunity to do that on a grander scale that's her purpose that's interesting because like what do you what do you derive meaning from if you're living on a scrap planet he's just like we, we see that with luke he dreams of going out and doing something great and being he's ambitious you know yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to just be a farmer he wants to be great so is that you know what ray wants does she want to be great or does she just want to help people and anakin wants exploration yeah anakin's like i want to become well a anakin's Starlight. a kid but yeah. like yeah. like we said there's like Kids there's childish elements to all of these characters for me though it feels easier to to work from luke because luke's actually you know nearing adulthood whereas anakin's a That's dumb fair. little idiot well, <laughs> dumb kid he's not even a he's but are a you yet. an angel is, is <laughs> See? Was padme an angel exactly this whole time? so uh, with with luke he he dreams of being great yeah. so maybe ray doesn't have such lofty goals she uh, doesn't want greatness she wants maybe i i suggested freedom you suggested compassion yeah um she wants to bring goodness and light to other people's lives which is yeah. very wholesome yeah. but i think that you know if she, she if she goes out to the galaxy with that goal in mind, she's gonna get a rude awakening. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna stick on that path? That uh, being said, I think she sees it in Finn more than she sees it in Poe. I th I think Poe she'd ignore Poe because Poe's like tied up and would probably try cut a deal with her. <laughs> like, come on, let me out. I'll split the reward. We've got this first order guy. I think she'll see Finn and she'll see like this guy who kind of has a bit of a hard life and is also sort of like hated like he sees poe's outward hate towards this person yep. and can empathize with that but Perhaps, then again yeah. finn sort of also has that yeah like hate, uh, yeah. hatred towards poe we, we're sort of talking about that being a bit of back and forth between those two in that yeah. first movie yeah he'd be um we're, we're, yeah toyed with the idea of him still being quite indoctrinated by the first order i like that um, idea yeah so i mean she could take that and see it as like oh you poor thing oh you poor brainwashed moron yeah yeah, yeah. Well, who knows if she even knows what the first order is, yeah. you know? So there's that question too. But unfortunately, we are at an hour and five minutes, say, so we're yeah. going to have to wrap it up and move to Article 3, which is our conclusions. Are we going to find a conclusion today? Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, what I've really enjoyed is just putting the ideas out there. Yes, there has been some really, like, fun suggestions. And we've covered yeah. the, we covered all the, the, the topics that we needed to, I think, go over. But the conclusion mm. is going to be the hardest part because we've, we've gone in so many different places with yeah. what her character could be and what her core motivators could be. And I think making that decision is going to be really difficult. Yeah. What, are, what are our final pitches? Let's review. Okay. Um, no, that is my final pitch. My final pitch is that she's, um, despite her flaws, she's motivated by a, an innate desire to do good. And mine was that she's looking more than anything for freedom. Uh, from what we discovered in this episode is that she's kind of got a tyrannical mother 
who hates her for being mm. an immaculate uh, conception. So she's looking for freedom from her mother and freedom from this scrap planet. Um, and through Finn and Poe, who can teach her the skills of piloting and fighting, she can journey out into the galaxy, get a ship, and become free. I think on like the short term, on the short scale, I agree with Bryce. Mm. I think I want Ray to learn Carmelo's lesson, but over yep. a, more of a grand scheme, which is why I'm sort of for her being like a bit of a dick at the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like her starting impetuous yeah. and temperamental. That's she fair. has sweetness and compassion in her, but a lot of the time we do see her being temperamental, yeah. angry towards her. And it's her. hard to unlock that when you are raised around and shunned for being raised yeah. as an outcast. It starts you in a really shitty place, and it gives you so much so much potential to get to somewhere where you are compassionate and you do want to bring goodness to the galaxy. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to settle on her being <laughs> a dick to... Most people. Yeah. Uh, for, for those very clear reasons, like, you know, anyone who seems an obvious threat is an obvious if threat. If she sees a starving yeah. child on the side of the street, she will share a ration. That's what I mean. I, like, I little can, I can see that. wrinkles of compassion that can yes. help her build towards it. Um, I think where we can definitely see her compassion is in retribution, where if she sees injustice, she can smack it with a stick, mm. you know? I yeah. think yeah. that could yeah. be a different place where we see it as and well. And we like the overarching, like, goal of, like, she's trying to work her way towards pacifism and realizing that war only creates war i think she can be led there yeah. by leia and by luke i right. think that's why you have teachers is yeah. to show you a better path she can be led there but we have to our, our, key, our key i think the key thing we discussed within flaws of the side of this episode is like it has to be her choice choices are important yeah but with wants and needs you know you don't know what your need is you know what your want is you want freedom and you want strength so that you can be free right with her need she needs to become compassionate right. and i think that is what her character needs to do and her choices reflect that as well i think a big choice will be I think an interesting choice to go like later on in the trilogy would to see her try become somebody who's trying to avoid violence, and she has to choose between two acts of violence. Oh, that's interesting. Or you give her a trolley problem. The trolley problem. <laughs> you give her a trolley problem. Nice. All right. Well, okay, cool. I'm happy that's with pretty unified. Yeah. I, I'm happy with where we got to conclusions wise. Uh, indefinitely, yeah. we're gonna come back and we're gonna change it. Yeah. Ray part two. <laughs> Ray part two for sure. Ray part, three, Ray part four. Ray part five. <laughs> but for now, uh, that is the end of our. Character analysis uh, of Ray. No, 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 no last name. name. No name. <laughs> almost, almost did it again. But thank you so much for listening. This has been our Ray episode. And until next time, may the force be with you.